now listening to the Serious Growth Podcast with your host, Leo Costa Jr. Welcome to Serious Growth Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with Lorenzo. Lorenzo, what's your last name? Pavia. Pavia. Okay, <laughs> so are you a, a good Italian? Is that what you are? Yes, a good Italian. Good. Yeah, I got to tell you something, man. I Italy changed my life. It uh, seriously, you know, I was when I was in my heyday doing seminars back in the 80s, I did a lot of traveling over to Europe, Western Europe, but one of the things places in Eastern Europe, one of the places or countries I never stopped at was Italy or Portugal. And I know you're living in Portugal, and we'll talk about that, okay? Um, but I, I so many people told me that they kept saying you got to go to Italy. It'll it's it'll, you know, it's no one had anything bad to say about Italy. And I thought, man, well, four or five years ago, uh, for my birthday, I decided by myself to go to Italy. And and you know what? Everything that everybody said about Italy was exactly true. I planned on buying a house at some point in Portugal when I got, you know, a little bit older. I wonder, because I'm Portuguese, yeah? Yeah, you mentioned it. Yeah, and I thought, Portugal, my wife and I has, have gone to Portugal. I've gone there three three different times, and I was getting ready to make this move until I took the four-day trip to Italy, and it changed my life forever to the point where I bought a villa in Italy, wow. and it's not that far away from you, is it? About an hour? Exactly. It's the same. It's the same. It's the same country, the same village, and uh, uh, it's incredible. You choose Italy instead of Portugal. That's- I did. I, I felt kind of bad about that. Like I betrayed my heritage. You know what I mean? It was crazy. But uh, what a great, I'll tell you what, the country, the people, I, I keep saying it, the people there live life with a gusto. They really do seem like they really enjoy their life, the way they interact with each other, the food, the culture. You know, Leo, one of the reasons why I'm now living in Portugal is exactly for that. The quality of life, uh-huh. which is the air that you breathe in, the food that you feed in yourself, is is a, such a great uh, lifestyle, you know. Yeah, uh, that's people over here. They they live in until like hundred years and over. <laughs> yeah. Now you now you told me what well, you lived a little bit. First of all, the reason and how I uh, ended up meeting you was that you responded to one of my videos or a post that I did, and yeah. you you said some very nice things, and I wanted. I wanted to meet, I want to meet people like that who are willing to go out and, you know, share their, their, um, their feelings towards me. It's humbling to me. And I wanted to get to know you and other people like you that are doing that because it's, uh, I've been in an industry that I have loved for 40 years and I still love it. And I just, I want to keep connecting with the people because you're much younger than I am but I want to keep connecting with people like yourself because obviously you have, you're younger, you have different ideas. You're in the industry of yeah. being, uh, if I got, have this right, you're a coach and you're also a personal trainer. Is that correct? As far as your background? Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's my part of my background. Yeah. So how did you get, how, how did it's you really get related to my, it's really related to my story because uh, um, I used to be a, a pro athlete when I was 18. And at 20 years old, I stopped my career. My family, my friends, they were wondering why you stopped playing football. 
and uh, I see, I see, I just see myself, I just saw myself going down and down and down, and I said, I said to myself, it's time now to take to take my life in my hands, you know. And yeah. so, at 20 years old, I was in the UK, and uh, it's that where basically I got the certification as a personal trainer. Back then, I was uh, working. Uh, and uh, in the middle of my shift, because I used to do double shift uh, most of the days, I used to train uh, in a CrossFit gym. And uh, the instructor was like, you got too much energy. You got to do something with related with fitness about your life, you know, because you got too much energy, you know. And, um, and so I've decided to get the certification done. And uh, basically fitness uh, makes up my life. Uh, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm still learning and failing nowadays, but that's part of the game, isn't it, Leo? Oh, it definitely is. So you have to <laughs> fail a lot. But let me ask you this. Playing pro, uh, did you play pro football with in, in England or, or in Italy? No, in Italy. In Italy. Or Italy. So yeah. oh, I'm curious to know what team, because I follow ever since I, 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 bought, you know, I bought the house in Italy, my therefore uh, quite some time i decided to learn and know everything about fashion and i was very uh, drawn and attracted to italian fashion so okay. i learned, learned about that so did you play for the actual like the italian team that normally they haven't qualified for the world cup in a couple and or this past year but did you play for that that high level so uh basically is a uh, uh, massa Massa is uh, been uh, in uh, second division uh -huh. back days, uh, but yeah, um, the the team that I used to play is it, it was quite big. The okay. stadium can fit many many people, and I've got as well the excitement on be on uh, newspaper, on be on yeah. t on TV as well. Yeah, uh, uh, and I mean, when I'm talking about that, I've still got a bit of goosebumps, you know, because right. you. Know, is 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 touching me the inside, and uh, it's it's really great experience to be there. To be fair, and um, but the reason why I stopped is just because I didn't feel back in the day to feel like a pro, like a like a footballer. But um, right now, I think because of my experience as well, I know what I want, so I can go straight there. You know. Yeah. Well. Uh, but back then I was young. I was not really sure what to do with my life. Uh, you know, some craziness with your friends. You're not really focusing your goal. Uh, but mainly, uh, I think it's, it's great that I've got, I've got kind of like stop playing football. I've got two different ways. Well, you know something? I think I just did a, a solo uh, podcast before you came on. And I talked about, I said, you know, one of the things that's obvious talking to you when we're talking about football I can see the enthusiasm, the excitement that that was something that was that you wanted to do no matter what. Am I right about that? Yeah. And yet that wasn't something that you ended up doing. See, I have the same story because I wanted to be a professional athlete. I, I didn't know if I wanted to be football. Our football is American football or baseball. But that's all I thought about. That's all I wanted to be was that athlete. And at the age of 21, 20 years of age, I was burned out. I was, I didn't know what I wanted all of a sudden anymore. It didn't, it seemed like I didn't want to be that athlete anymore, which was very difficult 
for me to handle uh, emotionally and physically. And I get the sense kind of that's where you are. It was a crossroad that you were at. Would that be? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So you and I had sort of the same start in that (laughs) I wanted to be a pro athlete. Now, as it turns out, my kids ended up being a pro athlete. So they got, they, they, they lived their dream. But I never, I never fully lived my dream. I didn't think, and all I could tell myself when I, I was very disappointed when that happened because a part of me wanted to be that athlete, but the other part died. If that makes any sense, it it does. It does. It does. It it did. So how? So did you, after your career in Italy, did you move to England for a reason? All right. Let's take a quick break so I can tell you about our product. Do you want a bone crushing grip? Good, because you're gonna get one with the amazing new TRS Gripper. It's a progressive grip builder with longer handles and a special ergonomic design that's like a dozen hand grippers in one. Start off easy and work your way up to quickly build your grip strength from wet noodle to pulverizing. The package includes a video from the world-famous strength coach, Dr. Russ Horine, the man who worked with Leo Costa to help bring you Big Beyond Belief in the Bulgarian Power Burst. Dr. Horine shows you a simple and easy-to-follow workout plan that takes just minutes a day right from in front of your TV set if you want. So click on the link below and let's get started building you a stronger, firmer, bone-crushing grip. Yeah, the main reason is because I felt like um, disappointed first with myself. Because uh, I, my idea is to just live with football, and I didn't. Uh, my family was wondering like what to do with my, you know, with my job and stuff like that. And I've got nothing to lose back in the day. I was yeah. 20 years old, and I've decided to to go in England and just start a new life. You know, just. Why did you go to England and not uh, some other country? I'm just curious why England. It's just because I was really, really like ignorant about speaking in English. I didn't speak in English at all. And so it was kind of challenging for me to go to a country where I, I just need to learn a different language. And just that is so amazing because just nowadays it can allow me to talk with you in a different part what? of the world. And that connection for me is, is it makes me understand how how good like things can you know become you know it's interesting because i know like with my wife my current wife she's from uh holland the netherlands now she speaks three different languages i speak portuguese but not real fluent because i haven't spoken in years i understand it and i'm a little embarrassed to tell you that i i I don't speak it really well it bothers me a little bit but not enough to go (laughs) actually learn it better but um so culturally i think i know what you're talking about because to know some of the traveling that I did, especially over in Eastern Europe and being with somebody who's from a different culture, it's a culture shock, isn't it? It is. It and, is. And it's and part of the challenge is, is being able to understand that culture. My wife and I, in the beginning, the, some of the things that the way she thought and the things that she said made absolutely no sense to me. It's exactly like that. And trust me, the first time that I was there, Hopefully, I had some friends like they were like actually welcoming, you know, because they were there for a few years. 
but then I was by myself, you know, I just went, I just stood with them like for a month. Uh, and then I was just by myself in England, just, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, so it was, it was kind of seeing different uh, mindset, different yeah. lifestyle. And that makes me grow as a person as well, you know? Definitely. Um, Definitely. And, so, how you know, did, so tell me how you ended up. Okay, you go to England. You don't know how to speak English. Okay. <laughs> so how did you actually survive? What kind of job did you have? How did you make that? Because that's a huge accomplishment yeah. in itself. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, um, I started, like, basically uh, being uh, behind the bar and, uh, you know, just washing glasses, making pints, uh, trying to like to speak a bit of English around people, but it was really, really tough. And people laugh about me all the time because of my weird words that were just going out of my mouth. But, you know, it's part of, uh, it's part of the process, you know? Uh, but you know but what, Lorenzo, but you know what? Here's the way I see that. I, I, hand, I give you a lot of credit because you were willing to have people laugh at the way you talk and you still learned how to speak the language. There's something about your personality that doesn't give in. I, I would say you have, you won't give in and you just, you stayed there. How long did it take you before you actually felt like you could start uh, communicating with people sort of on their level? So, because basically I, I used to work in a city and, um, and I was doing Monday to Friday. So I got uh, Saturday and Sunday off. Basically, on Saturday, I was, uh, giving, I was getting some uh, English uh, lesson at the college in Camden. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, I was, and I was getting better and better. And then after like one year, I was able to understand and say a few things. But definitely after two, three years, I was able to say, you know, just a simple speech, you know. Right, right. So how long did you leave, uh, live then in England? In England for six years. For six years. Okay. After two years, I wasn't even speaking proper English, but I was, I was, uh, I was teaching a how, I was teaching women how to get the, the you know, a good bum. You know, I was uh -huh. doing class. <laughs> okay. So and then, you, was, so you did you actually start maybe to some degree learning how to do personal training while you're in England? Yes. 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 And your first clientele were women. You're a good Italian boy, aren't you? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I watched you guys when I was in when I was in Italy. I watched how the men worked over there. Yeah, that goes it was a long ways, doesn't it? Yeah. Time. It was such a great time. The instructor, the instructor job. I love. I still love that job. It makes me so happy. It makes change up my day. Makes people like feel happy. All them together. You know, making a bit of fun of training. It, it, that's what it's all about. Making like people like, you know, fun, smiling. And that's the kind of uh, trainer that I am as well with my clients. You know, uh, yeah. it's not just a boring, a boring session. It's, it's tough, but it's also having a laugh, you know, sometimes it's right. I think it's, uh, you know, that is a part of what makes you unique. You know, anybody, yeah. I talk about sometimes trainers, what happens to them is they have a, a clipboard and they're just very okay i just want you to do 10 reps here they don't have any personality exactly. and and you must have that you know all, people you, buy personality you know, like training right. and the, obviously you have to help them get into some kind of shape but let me ask you this when you were playing football 
was it mandatory that you guys lifted weights? Did how did you uh, did you lift weights when you were doing your your uh, football, or was that something that you didn't do back then? Basically, um, um, I used to uh, I used to change many sports back in the back in the day, uh, but the one I was actually um, good at and financially as well for my family. Um, it was football, basically. And so I put all my effort on it. And my granddad supported me a lot on this. Uh, it, 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 it was only the only one, believe in me, that I could be a football player. And uh, and then uh, after his death, like, I feel like kind of like everyone was like in my family. And uh, like, it was like, kind of like uh, pushing me to like having a secure job and, yeah. you know, and just getting me away from my uh, uh, training, you know, because yeah. you need to find a job. So they were putting me pressure on me because I was 18. So, you know, after school, you need to find a job and stuff. Uh, as I said, financially, uh, I just need to find, you know, a job, you know. Uh, so, um, so well, I said, you know, um, uh, I, I take all my responsibilities to not being really great at school, to not find you know, that, that secure job. But I think I, I just want to fly to the UK. And my family was like, oh, no, don't go there. Please don't go there. Yeah, you know something? Again, this is how your life and my life are similar. Because when I decided at some point I couldn't do the dairy anymore, I couldn't do it. It was too much pain. I didn't look forward right. to it. It was, it was, it was, I was very unhappy. Probably one of the most unhappy times in my life. So when I decided to go do personal training, believe it or not, in 82, <clears throat> no one in my town was doing personal training. I didn't, if you wanted a personal trainer back then, you had to drive to Los Angeles or you had to drive to San Francisco three hours to find wow. personal training. So when I got into that, all I heard from my family and my wife at that time, because I'm on my second one, they said, why don't you go get a real job? What are you doing with? personal training what is that how are you going to do that you know something lorenzo here's what ran through my mind because i first wanted to be a pro athlete and that that dream ended and then i ended up on the dairy when i got that unhappy the only way out for me and i'm 25 years of age now mind you with two small kids but i made a promise to myself i said if i ever get to do something where i felt like i did when when i was playing my version of football over here, when I had that feeling, that passion, I would not question it anymore. What happened to me is I went to the gym uh, one time because I was getting in really bad shape. And long story short is I got into lifting weights. I did a bodybuilding competition. My life changed in that moment forever to this day. I made, I said, if I ever got that feeling, I wouldn't question it. I said, I'm going to be a personal trainer when no one was doing personal training in my wow. in my area because <laughs> you know leo uh, <laughs> i i when i've heard that in your podcast because you know as as you mentioned earlier uh, i become your fan uh, since like 6 7 months before i didn't know about you uh, actually probably i've seen some videos on youtube of you while you training and i was like oh this, this guy is a big guy and stuff but literally, I wasn't hearing about your podcast and stuff. And when I've heard about your podcast, is a uh, one one hundred and seventy something. You were actually mentioning 
that uh, you there was no personal training there, and no. now there are so many personal training on every corner. But when I did it, it is, and I told myself I had I had a state of my promise. I promised myself I would hold myself accountable, and the, and the message there is when you do something that you have passion for, every all the obstacles that are in your way will eventually go away when you have that passion. And I I get the sense that that you're that same, uh, you have that same personality and that same trait. Okay. So let's go back to you. So now you are instructing into it in a gym, but how did you know what exercises to do? So, so yeah, like you start, as I said, I've done um, uh, my, uh, my certification. So I've got my uh, instructor qualification and my level three personal training. Okay. Uh, but, uh, it, as the beginning, you know, when you're starting something new is uh, is challenge, you know, because you don't right. know what to do and uh, you kind of like really insecure of like of what to do. And so I was always like um, watching watching the other the other instructors as well, like you know, uh, and be with them in the, in in the class and trying you know to take some ideas from them. But at the end of the day, what actually makes you know, a better, a be a, being a better instructor is just practicing and, you know, and uh, just do do a lot of classes, do a lot of practicing even by myself, you know. Because, uh, you know, uh, instructing with your second language is not, it's not that easy, you know. Right, right. Yeah. It's not your first language. It's, it's quite tough, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how long did you work at that? I'm assuming that you you were an instructor at a gym. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I work in the, I'm, I'm still working in the industry because I, I feel like I, I just didn't give up. It's just a time for me that I, I used to work for four years. So um, from 23 years old uh, until 27 as a personal trainer. But then, uh, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, it, my life was a bit like um, in, in kind of like, you know we are Latin, so we love in stay by the beach. We love in the sunlight. We are loving the good food. We are loving uh, uh, things that in um, in London they are missing a bit, you know. Yeah. So I was kind of living my life uh, not really happy, you know, hundred percent happy. Right. Even though I even though I love my job and I love staying at the gym, uh, but suddenly I. I just, I just really need to say that I, I, I left the, the UK for love. That I need to say that because, I, because I, it, it's, I just not, I cannot hide it. You know, it's just part of a, and so I met, I met, I met a girl which I used to know back in the day before as well. But she, I didn't know. She randomly just go back in, in Portugal, and. And she's like, come over here, life is great. So I left my job, I left my life, and I went to live in Portugal. So now I need to learn how to speak Portuguese. <laughs> okay, so let me get this right. So you were born in Italy. You played uh, professional soccer, uh, football in Italy. Yeah. You weren't happy, so you decided to make a clean break, and you went to London, and you were there for six years. Yeah. And somebody in your, in your past is living in Portugal and now you're in Portugal. Yeah. I think you, I think there's a part of you that just really has a free spirit. I mean, it takes 
some either you're being very crazy or guts to do what you're doing. So what are you doing? Okay, so you're in the industry as far as coaching and still personal training. Is that right? Do I have that right? Yeah. Okay. So now you're in Portugal. Uh, what's what's personal training look like over there? Or how are you making, you know, how are you that's, surviving? That's, that's the things over here. Because I find myself kind of like, uh, 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 like kind of stuck, you know, because... I used to like training people at the gym in different way. I used to work in different way. Mm -hmm. And so uh, at the moment, I don't think it's really worth working for someone here in Portugal. So you're saying that that's better to work for yourself. Yeah. Exactly. So what, what exactly then are you <laughs> doing in Portugal? If, if you, if you think about the, the, the minimum wage of a Portuguese person is 800 euros and it was 650 so 800, 800 euros well, tell me does that mean like you're making 800 euros in a month yeah how can you get by on 800 euros yeah it's tough leo trust me yeah it's, so, it's really tough that's why i'm saying to you um life over here is different totally different like oh, yeah. people here with less money than than you think you know yeah so what are you doing then uh, to get by? I think the last time I talked to you, if I understood you correctly, you're building a house? Yes. Okay, so, okay, you're building a house. Are you building your own house? Are you building? Yes. Uh, building building my home. How the hell do you build your own house? How, if, you, if you're not making that kind of money, how do you do that? Did you buy a house? No, exactly. So with the help of my girlfriend, we are actually, um, we are building a house from scratch amazing so but the, the thing is i'm thinking about how can i develop my business you know yeah in terms of kind of being a place that i want to live you know in terms of uh, quality of life yeah but at the same time it's kind of like um kind of like hard to do the things that i like i love to do over here uh in terms of beating you know yeah. So how how are you going to how are you going to incorporate then your what what's your plan what's your idea, you know for doing. So my, I want training? to. I actually. Um, I want to really get into the point uh, where I. Um, I'm a basically a bit like you know a fitness expert, uh, but that becomes more experience as well. But you know I want to be like. Um, uh, a body physique, you know, be on uh, on a magazine. I just want to be something really uh, strong, you know. That so you're, you're not you're not talking about being like a bodybuilder as much as someone showing maybe how you, you can get in great shape and be physically fit and strong. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in in Portugal, are they do they exercise very much? Do they have gyms? What does it yeah, look like? Yeah. That they environment do. looks like. They, Portuguese people they're really uh, fans about like um, uh, being active, uh -huh. like so they there are a lot of gym. It's just the way they work. So it's like you know, it's a bit different than than what is than that? Different. What is, what does that mean? It's different because we talked about at the top of the show how 
how personal training is, you know, it's sort of developed in different ways. What, how is it different in Portugal based on how, what you were doing in England? Um, is the way that you actually um, work, like in terms of uh, money ways as well, uh, in terms of hours as well. Um, are people lifting weights over there pretty uh, on a regular basis? When you go into the gym, are they actually lifting weights? Yes, they do. The difference because obviously there are some gyms they do more specifically to bodybuilding right. and different gyms that do more like more for classes and stuff like that okay all right so are you gonna are you is your plan then to do like when you when you were in london is your plan to go into the gyms in, in portugal and learn the language and learn how to do that again like you did in, in england i'm still doing my courses you know once or once a week <clears throat> i'm connected with a zoom call and um, we are practicing some Portuguese as well, you know, because uh -huh. uh, I, I want to actually build up a small gym into my house, to be fair, uh -huh. to get because you know, there is a lot of space in there. Uh, so uh, potentially it would be great to, you know, to do some to do some stuff online, probably something like that. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't you don't really need to. To, to be a owner of a gym, to be a online trainer. Right. So that, that's my my kind of like, because I, back in UK, I tried to get into the online, no? But it was kind of like, at uh, the beginning, it was kind of like overwhelming, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, so there's a lot of stuff to do and mixing like, you know, 30, 40 hours at the gym. Back in the day in the UK, 40 hours at the gym, I was doing. So 20 hours working for the gym and 20 hours PT. Yeah. I was literally dead, you know, uh, yeah. on top of the training. And so it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of time that you're spending with people and energy and stuff. So right. it takes a lot out of you because when you're working with people, you're giving a part of yourself. To exactly. them. And when you're doing that with several people a day, and, I realize that uh, and I feel I, the same thing. I said, I said to myself, Leo, um, I'm spending a lot of energy. I'm not even saving that much money. And lifestyle was pretty still like, you know, still sharing my flats with people. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of hard, you know? Yeah. Uh, even in London, it's not, that it's not that cheap, you know? It's quite expensive. Yeah. And so, um, but I just, I just, I, I just missing, you know, that kind of vibes being at the gym. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let, let's see. My plan at the moment is actually to build up a bit of accountability on on uh, on my on my online stuff as well. Mm -hmm. And how do you how do you market your online business? Are you doing it through like a platform like Facebook or something like that? Yeah. How do you, how do you get the word out? So I've got my I've got my Instagram page. I've got my Instagram page at the moment. I've got my I've got Facebook. I've got many connections, but um if i do things i like to do properly you know um mm -hmm. and at the moment i'm working really hard for to build up the house because it's it's hard work yeah and on top of it i'm training as well myself and I'm, I'm i'm trying to train twice a day as well mm -hmm. it depends how i feel but once a day i train every time i do my rest day as well but 
uh, you know, my diet is, is, I'm really passionate about doing this. And if I don't do it, I feel really bad to myself. Yeah. So something that I want to kind of like uh, uh, go all in, you know, as you said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to do something like that, you have to, if you want to do it right, you have to be all in for sure. Exactly. Do you, do you think that you'll, you know, you've set up uh, a house in Portugal. Are there any ideas in your head about going back to Italy and doing you know, working with people in Italy, that's your language, it's your first language. I mean, I, I would think that would be a much easier route to go. Not that that's the best way to go, but are there any thoughts about that? Are you going to, you think that you'll be living the next five years in Portugal? Yeah, well, that's a good question. Um, I think that Italy uh, is not, it's, it's great, like, to be fair, it's great Italy, but it's not really... Uh, where I want to uh, see myself in five years. But because, um, how can I say, um, it's, and it's not the language anymore about it. It's, it's just, I don't see myself in five years in Italy. That's the thing. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Uh, so yeah. you yeah, you probably just developed something there in, in Portugal. What part of Portugal are you living in? Uh, Alentejo, which is um, not, it's kind of like center, center, through yeah. this, more through the south, center, yeah. going through the south. When I went to Portugal the first time, I flew into a, I flew into Lisbon, and I stayed yeah. in a little coastal town called Costa Caparica. Are you familiar with that? Costa de Caparica, yeah, 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 yeah. That's in the central part of uh, Portugal, isn't it? Have you been in Cascais? No, I heard I, I should go there, but I just yeah. remember when I was there, I stayed in that Costa Caparica and I would take a ferry to go to Lisbon when I wanted to go see Lisbon. It was my first time there. And then I, 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 it was really interesting because I do speak, if I take my time, I'm able to speak Portuguese language, right? And I usually study when I go into a foreign country, I study the, the culture a little bit. And of course, it said this is way back when I, I traveled there. It said that Portugal was one of the the friendliest people in Western Europe, right? They so are. At the time, I was training a soccer or a football player that was in Portugal. So I thought, okay, I'm going to fly there. I'll have somebody that I, I can go to if I need, you know, if I need with language or whatever. I got to tell you something, man. In that part of Portugal. My dialect, my family comes from the Azores. Okay. And I was in this little town. Nobody would seem like they wanted to talk to me or they were kind of unfriendly. I, and I, I, I reached out to my, my football friend. I said, what the hell's going on? I'm going in these little restaurants and just, I felt like an outsider. And they said, well, they can tell by your dialect that you're not a mainlander. You come from the Azores. And they consider you a second-class citizen. I couldn't believe it. It was really weird to, to, no, no. to, to be treated like that. And I was like, hey, I, I'm one of you, and you're one of me. But it, it didn't seem that way. No, no. It's, it's as, as I said earlier, like, uh, wherever you go, they got different, they got kind of different mindsets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but I, I will say this. I will say this. I went back again two more times, but I went to the Algarve. Um, so I was it's in the Al yeah, yeah. I, was, 
people there. Yeah, and when I the place that I was staying in Lagush, I don't know if you heard of that Lagush. Yeah, yeah, I heard. I in Lagush. Now, in that town, everybody understood me, and I understood them. Come to find out, most of those people came from Terceira and exactly. places that my like your grandparents came from. So it was really weird though. You know, that's kind of, that was my first experience with not being welcomed by my own race of people. No, no, it's true. But it's nowadays it happens though. I've seen really, really tough situation, even where I'm living. Like people like, they really like kind of like living in their world. Yeah. Because they, they've always been here and they didn't see different uh, people, you know, they didn't see different countries. Right. And, and it just, it's just a fascinate sometimes, you know, because, you know, it's, it's, a, it's still a good thing in somehow. I don't know how to say. Well, but I can say this, Lorenzo. Here, here's what I can say. I was there for seven days. By the time I left, they were becoming a lot more friendly to me because it was a small town, small beach town. And when they started seeing me come around more often, they did warm up. It was just that first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just that first experience uh, that we had together was, but you know, that's when I look back at stuff like that, that's part of the culture shock that I appreciate now, because you know something, sometimes when you come from America, like me, I came from, a, I'm, I'm a dumb American at this point, because I didn't travel that much of the rest of the world. And you think that everything revolves around America and it doesn't, and it's people have their own culture and you have to respect that and, and appreciate that. And I learned, yeah, and I learned to do that. And I got to tell you something. I love, I would love being in Portugal. I think it's beautiful. It's and amazing. Yeah. Actually, actually, I'm telling you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Now you're making me feel bad again. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up here a little bit, uh, Lorenzo. Um, so uh, tell me, is there anything else that you want to talk about? You were going to come on today, and I'm hoping that you at least got some of what you wanted to talk about. Did you get... Uh, a little bit of what you want to talk about? Is there more you want to yeah. tell me? Yes, yes. As I said, it, it really like, I felt really like to be in your shoes. Like, I don't know, when I when I heard your post, podcast and uh, I just want to be, and by the way, when you got into bodybuilding seriously and you were 27, I am 27 too. Okay, that, there you go. Uh, so, <laughs> Maybe we're like uh, twin brothers that we don't know. <laughs> brother from another mother or some, some crazy thing like that. Listen, um, I, I, I really, again, I just wanted to let you know that uh, I know that, and for the people that are going to be listening to this, you and I are planning some kind of event either in Portugal or Italy that I'm looking forward to in the springtime. Yeah. And it's a question. It's like, that's why I'm asking you a lot of questions because I'm excited about coming into whether it's Italy or Portugal. I would love to do something um, back in Europe again, because back in the late eighties and early nineties, I was in Europe quite a bit and I did this stuff. I did seminars. Um, I did, you know, uh, ex posing exhibitions and I would love with you and I to collaborate, you know, Absolutely. and do something because 40 years ago, when I got into the personal training business, I, my stated goal was to, from firsthand experience, pass that information on to other people so they could become a better version of themselves. And yeah. I'm still 40 years later, it's still something that I'm very excited about doing. So I hope you and I 
can can create something uh, that we can hopefully motivate people and help them with their health. We will. And, you know what I mean? I'm really interested in doing we that. We will, because um, we're both passionate about fitness. Fitness is kind of what represents our life. Uh, is what will becomes through is through fitness. Is through uh, our lifestyle. Is well, I don't think I would be the person that I am today without fitness. So right. yeah. So I just really need to pass that enthusiasm that I've got with with fitness. Yes. Is that the difficult I've got with the online? Because you cannot really like touch and see right. the person. Right. Right. Is that is that a bit of barrier for me? Because I really like as Italian, I. When I speak, I move my hands a lot. Right. You know? Portuguese <laughs> do the same thing, so I understand that, you know. And it's I a like, it's a it's I a like, different it's a different dynamic being in front of people, you know. Exactly. The different energy that comes off. Exactly. So, uh, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy being a personal trainer. Um, and I'm suffering at the moment that I'm yeah. not doing. I need to be fair. I'm suffering. Okay. Well, here's what I tell people when they're suffering: uh, embrace that and do something about it. Okay? Don't just don't just uh, sit there and suffer. You do something about it. We're gonna do something together about this. So yeah. we'll be uh, for those people listening. We're gonna be uh, getting information out there uh, on all the the uh, platforms, and hopefully, uh, you guys come see Lorenzo and I at the next event, either in Portugal or Italy. Yes. Yes. Okay. Anyway, and listen, man, it was, uh, I'm, I'm really honored that you came on. It was nice meeting you. I have a friend now for life. Uh, so okay. let's, let's do this thing in a few months. Okay. Yes, we will live. Big pleasure. Leo. Right on. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Serious Growth Podcast. For more episodes like the one you just listened to, subscribe to us on your mobile podcast app and leave us a review. If you'd like to reach out, you can find us online at SeriousGrowth.com. Until next time, train smart and train hard.